0: The the cost...
1: If you smile I am a real
0: In this episode, join Andy, John, and the Prince of Sport, Lexis Montez, on their journey home from unsanctioned pro-Capital City Chaos in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling.
1: Here in my car, I
2: I can like my doors. It's the only way to live in cars.
0: Alright, well we're headed home from Columbus, Ohio, Unsanctioned Pro, my name's Andy, I'm coming to you live to tape from the road home from Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the world, and I got Lexus
3: Montez in the front seat, what's up dude? Hey man, I'm
0: back, I'm black, and I'm ready. Awesome,
4: and uh, in the back seat we got John making his triumphant return to Unsanctioned Pro, what's up John? Uh, Not much. I've been studying the roster to make sure I get every name correct. (laughs) Yeah, last time you had a little trouble, right? I did. I was also drinking. Well, no
0: drinks tonight, huh? No, by when to be prepared. Well, you didn't want to support the local business either, did
4: you? I bought a Pepsi.
0: (laughs) Damn (laughs) fries. Damn Damn fries. fries. (laughs) You got the fries again. The fries were good. Well, uh, let's start off on the top. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to go on a quick diatribe about... Unsanctioned Pro. So uh, this is the third Unsanctioned Pro show up here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, If you've listened to our episodes before, you've heard me talk about how you know they have found a niche, niche or whatever you want to call it up here in the Columbus area for super indie hardcore wrestling. Mm -hmm. And boy, um, you know, I was really worried because the second show was so fucking good. I was wondering how the hell are they going to top it? How the hell are they going to get to that same level? Only one way up. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but to me, it seemed like, I don't know if they topped that second show, but they definitely hit that same level, and this crowd tonight was
4: much hotter than that second second show.
0: What do you think, John? You were both shows.
4: Uh, I would agree. I feel like it was at least on par with the last show, but yes, the crowd was much more vocal and into the action this it's,
0: time. It's... It was a tremendous evening, and unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, I don't know. um, You're going to hear me gush quite a bit about it because the amount of love that we got tonight was just unbelievable. You know, I I had strangers coming up to me and hugging me, asking when the podcast is going to be out and stuff like that. Half the roster was asking me when the podcast would be out. And I just, you know, uh, just, we, I work really hard on this show. We all do. You and do,
3: no, um, you do I work, You
4: specifically Yeah, well, specifically
3: you Like, we're gonna give you some shine And I remember saying this to you a long time ago You do a lot for indie wrestling in this area And that's not blowing smoke up your ass Because you're driving Because <laughs> you're my buddy I appreciate what you do So you deserve all the credit, man You work hard on the show
0: Well, you know, I do I work really hard And I, I sacrifice a lot And I, you know, I put tons of money into the show And time and all that kind of stuff And uh, I don't You know, it's not that I don't always feel appreciated. I always feel appreciated, you know, pretty much. But tonight, I mean, I I can't express how, like, it makes it worth it. Like, nights like tonight. You know what I mean? It really does. And, like, tonight was just unbelievable. So, first of all, just for me to everybody out there, if you walked up to me and said hello tonight, if I said hello to you, thank you. Because you made me feel special and you made... Our show feel like something that's important. So um, an unsanctioned pro uh, wouldn't be what it was tonight without all of the people involved. So thank you to everybody for an incredible experience. And, uh, you know, I don't know. John, do you have any opening thoughts or anything um,
4: before we get into everything? Uh, Not exactly. I mean, coming off of the last show, I was, like you said, my expectations were pretty high. And, like, yeah, they definitely met them this time.
0: I get a little worried sometimes because I had hyped the show up so much and I invited so many people and tried to, you know, like there was people that came from Rockstar Pro that had never been to this, you know, and they're like, oh, I'll give this place a chance. And they were fucking insanely happy with the way that the show turned out and like, you know, jumping around and high-fiving everybody. So, you know, I was just so happy that the show lived up to, you know, that and it was a sellout. You know, the crowd was massive. Um, You know, Alexis Montez, we'll talk about your match here in a minute, but you got a chance to to work in front of the crowd. I mean, how did you find the crowd tonight? Um,
3: I'm going to be
0: thoroughly honest, like I am all the time. This was the best crowd I've probably ever worked in front of. Nice. That's... I mean, it, it, just to tell you a little bit about the crowd, and we're going to get into lots of different things tonight. We're not going to have a ton of nitty-gritty details about the show as far as, like, this guy did this move, and then this guy did that move. You know, there won't be a ton of play-by-play, but, uh, you know, I just want to get into some of these concepts, and, you know, that that's one of those things is that, you know, this crowd, like you said, it was they were given the love, and the type of crowd that we have tonight, like, how would you describe the type of, like, fans that are here? Flexus? Fun, energetic, and just, what age? Age range?
3: Uh, definitely an older like crowd. From I would say anything between eighteen to thirty-five.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know it was a lot of.
3: There was I, a few little dudes in there, but you know they were supervised,
0: obviously. Mm-hmm. So. But it was younger people, as far as like, you know, it. There, it, it wasn't just a bunch of old people, yeah, so, you right. know. I, you know, so. Uh, it, it, it was awesome. So let's get into a little bit. John, you know, you're going to lead us through this as far as the the uh, matches and stuff like that. So tell us, you know, set it up for us. Tell us a little bit about the place, The you know, like what the place looked like and uh, stuff like that. And then
4: we'll talk about, uh, you know, the first match. Okay. Uh, so this place is a moose lodge, which basically is like you pay to come drink and hang out with your old friends. And for some reason, they want to see wrestling here. And so it's a... Uh, it's not that huge of a building, but you can still get a it's pretty- a decent size. Yeah, you can still it's get a like pretty It's like the decent UAW trail. Hall. A yes yeah. smaller. Yeah, a little smaller than that, yeah. It's, uh, and so you have the ring that's in the center of the room with the chair surrounding it. And the thing that's different about here is there's no barricades. Nope. And uh, if you've never been to a show where there's no barricades, uh, the action can get pretty intense because that means you're the barricade <laughs> as a human. That I means you have to dictate when you're going to move. Right? Yep, right. Yep. Yeah. So I think that plays a part in the crowd as well because the crowd's you know much more focused on the action because they might be a part of the action. That's an outstanding point.
0: And I would agree with you and also add that that little tiny element of danger, maybe I'm going to get landed on, maybe they're going to come rolling over my way, adds excitement to the show. You yeah. know, um, it, it's it's a safe environment. Don't get me wrong. If you're listening to this and wondering should I come to the show? Will it be safe? Absolutely, you'll be your, you'll yeah, be safe. It's just
3: the thrill of the hunt.
0: Yeah, and you just got to keep your head on the swivel, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, what's So penitentiary <laughs> Ish, but uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right, John. Well,
4: tell us what the first match was and who was in this match. The opening contest was a first round unsanctioned pro heavyweight championship sudden death. Scramble match. Yes. Now, it was a uh,
0: first-round tournament match, right? Yeah. So, basically, they have two different titles that are going on right now. One is the uh, the uh, Unsanctioned Pro Hardcore Championship, which coming into this uh, show, uh, Mance Warner was the champion, right? Uh-huh. And uh, they also are going to introduce a heavyweight title. So, there are several matches tonight. Almost all of them are the first-round tournament, and it's really interesting. What do you think, Lexis Montez, about having... A multi-man match as the first as a first-round match for a tournament
3: I think it's a good idea always especially in like a big show setting like this because it starts off with a good variety of what you're what you can expect
0: during the night it's like uh, it's also a way to get more people in a tournament you know and to kind of like this like this Match was like the wild card, if that absolutely. makes any yep. sense. So yep. you know, with the get N- to the playoffs. Yeah, NFL playoffs going on. No nope, so. NBA playoffs. Okay, those are also playoffs that happen, but uh, they're not I'm going to basketball. Right. Okay, that's what I said. So I understand. Uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah,
4: so John tells who was in the match. Uh, we had six different participants. The first was the Princess Ford, Lexus Fontes. Mm-hmm. I got a reaction.
3: Didn't expect that.
4: So yeah, I'm man. Uh, we also had Sage Phillips. Yeah, and We had Jack Andrews with Chris Copeland, The Awesome Odyssey, mm-hmm. which only Jack Andrews was in this match. Chris was not.
3: Chris He's, did a little bit. He though.
4: inserted he, himself, he, though. Yeah, he inserted himself, but he was not a participant per se. Gotcha. Uh, then we had Everett Cross, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Beverly, and Trey Miguel. Yeah? Now, Trey Miguel was a
0: surprise. Was. Um, you know, there were some... You know, this card... And, and that's something we got to give credit to Derek on. You know, Derek is the owner and proprietor of Unsanctioned Pro. He had a lot of hurdles to jump through on this on this show because, you know, we had several competitors that were supposed to be, you know, in the, the show kind of unfortunately not be able to make it for various reasons. And so, you know, the whole car got shuffled around. We're not going to go into what got shuffled where and all that stuff, that doesn't matter. But uh, you know, all, all that matters is the people that were there did an outstanding job. So um, anyway, but uh, John, like tell me a little bit about like what's your overall thoughts on it and then we'll get uh, Alexis Montez's thoughts on, you know, from the perspective
4: of being in the match. So Scramble matches are always, they're very fun, but they're very hard to keep up with because you have so many competitors doing so many different things and everybody wants to get their spots in. And so, you're constantly trying to like, keep up with who's where and who's fighting who. Um, but I felt like they did a pretty good job, especially at the start, where they would have just two participants in the ring at one time. Like, the match started out with you know, three of the good guys, I guess they're good guys, super kicking three other guys. And those three other guys immediately rolled out of the ring and kind of gave the center of the attention to the other three guys. So it kind of narrowed down the field to make it easier to keep up with um, which I thought was smart because otherwise there's just so much different stuff going on it's hard to pay attention to. It's true. It's true. Uh, well tell us a little bit about your
0: experience being in the match, uh, Alexis Montez, uh, the reactions you got from the crowd, the guys that you got to work with you never worked with before.
3: I've never, Yeah, I've, I've never worked with any of these gentlemen at all in this match. Um, first time wrestling in Columbus, first time, first time. And uh, it's just like, like John said to piggyback off of, it is a very interesting, hard to keep up car wreck that happens, and a lot
0: of a lot of the stuff is just like dives and like strikes and things like that. Um, other than that, man, I had a lot of fun. Okay, well, now you got to work with Trey Miguel, and you never worked with him. I have never worked
3: with Trey, but uh, it was like a brief interaction. We we, we shared some ring time.
0: Yeah, still it's pretty cool right you yeah. know and Sage Phillips is another guy that I know you were excited about you know yeah. uh, getting in there with he's come a long way man yeah. and he's so good now I was really happy to see him on this card and I hope you know he and yourself did enough to impress uh, you know the folks in charge to get them some singles matches you I know? was going to
3: say hopefully you know uh, down the line me and Sage can come up here and have a singles match or you know me and Trey mm-hmm. so.
0: either way you know I, I would love to see either one of those um you know, uh, there was a gentleman in this cr- in this match that got a lot of heat uh, from someone who was sitting next to me, and that was Everett Cross, the uh, God of Drivers. He was announced as the modern day Terry Funk, which Jamie Coy, who was sitting next to me, was completely incensed by, and he pretty much just blew his voice out screaming at him that you're no you're no Terry Funk. He said you're not even Dory Junior. Is what he said, which was pretty funny. Um, but pretty uh, funny. so he had all kinds of heat with. Uh, you know, with Jamie Coy. And that was kind of the only bad guy, quote-unquote, in this match, right? You know, everybody else got a cheer. Uh, Bobby Beverly, another guy that you got to work with, he is um, the tag team partner of uh, Eric Ryan up there at AIW, who yep. was a guy that was supposed to be here tonight and yep. wasn't able to get here. Uh, but uh, it, it was great to see him because I've only seen him wrestle one time, and, you know, he did a couple great things in this match. He did a couple great things. I've
3: seen uh, Bobby Beverly before. He faced off against my guys uh the boys from jollyville mm-hmm. and they wrestled and they brawled and all that good stuff so i was really excited about that.
0: it's awesome Damn. yeah he's good dude so uh, i'm glad that good dude good
4: dude but uh anyway well uh what other thoughts do you have john so, so there was a really <laughs> fun spot where uh everybody was kind of diving out of the ring uh hitting their moves and so chris who's not in the match decides he's going to get in the match and as he's running to dive out on the group of guys, I think it was Trey Miguel, like, kicked him or punched him to stop him, and he like fell back down on the, in the ring, like on all fours, and so Jack uh, Andrews came running and like leaped off his back and did like a splash out to everybody. I thought it was a pretty cool spot. It reminded me of, uh, there was a WWE pay-per-view back in the day where Edge and Christian tried to do the same move, but Edge's back was super sweaty. Yeah, it was. And Christian, like, slipped and then just landed on the top rope and hit, like, face first onto the apron. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you guys didn't do that.
0: <laughs> you did well, a much better
4: job well, than Chris Edge was and Christian. was also wearing
3: a shirt, so that, As, that <laughs> yeah. does help, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great to see those guys. Um, you know, I, I was... Kind of disappointed just a little bit that I didn't get to see Awesome Odyssey in a tag match together. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they're guys that are kind of part of the fabric of Unsanctioned Pro, I would say. I think they're always going to be there, at least until they hit the big time or whatever. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to see them there. I got a chance to speak with those guys a little bit, and uh, that's awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Anyway, well, uh, I don't know, John, if you want to tell us what the finish of the match was, or if you had any other uh, things you wanted to talk
4: about. Uh, no, no other things to talk about. Uh, the finish came when Everett Cross hit a straight jacket pile driver onto Jack Andrews.
0: I don't know what else to call that, but that's kind of what it looked enough. like. You know, yeah. uh, he grabbed them around the arms and hit this pile driver. It looked fucking insane. And uh, you know, Everett Cross gets the win, so he moves on in the tournament. Oh, actually, sorry. I'm going to be a go-back Gary here. I okay. and, and I want to point out a specific moment. At some point <laughs> during
3: the uh, the fray of action, uh, uh, there was a tower spot where everybody falls down and hits the ground. But uh, followed up by a coast coast-to-coast by Awesome Odyssey showing yeah, their tag yeah. team uh, prowess. But it was a little bit, not botched, but it was a little bit uh, a little bit of interference because our good friend Sean was oh, refereeing the match and he yeah. almost got taken out by one of the members of Awesome Odyssey <laughs> on this coast to coast. And I was so concerned, because you know we represent the no limit. Sure. Hootie Who. I guess so. Uh fucking we came in on a tank. All that good shit, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey man, are you alright during the match? And he's like, uh. uh. <laughs> and I'm like, alright,
0: just make sure you count that three. So that's that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't <laughs> the first time he got knocked down either. No, it, well, it was the first time, well, but well, uh, first uh, yes, time. It, it wasn't the, the last, last time. time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, Sean, you know, he's always trying to get, you know, get himself over, you know. He's always right. trying to get his shit in, and that, that's what he's doing there, you know. You believe this guy? But, uh... <laughs> It's great to see Sean tonight, you know, uh, he's a tremendous individual, and uh, man, I I will go on and on about all the amazing people that we talked to tonight, it was awesome. But uh, but anyway, Evercross wins, and we move on to match number
4: two, what was match number two, John? Uh, The second match was another first round tournament match, and it pitted M.V. Young versus Dominic Garini? Garini, yes, yes. Uh, Alexis Montes,
0: tell us about these guys.
3: Uh, well, I don't know anything about the uh, the first gentleman, MV Young, but I have some past experience with Dominic Green. Yeah, tell me about him. Well, uh, Dominic is a, uh, I think it's a brown bat like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or is it purple? I, I'm sorry, Dominic, if you're listening to this. Uh, he's pretty much a, like, uh, I don't know how to, well, he just does jiu-jitsu, and it's very effective. I know I'm not doing a good job of explaining this because I'm
4: tired.
0: But He's a I'm, legit
4: shoot fighter, he's right? He's a legit shooter.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's legit, man. That's all I can really say. He's, uh, you know, something that's unique about Dominic Greeny is, I mean, just if you start with his ring gear, yep. you know, he wears, like, you know, something that somebody would wear for, like, martial arts, you know, yep. and, like, legitimate martial, art, martial arts with no kick pads and no no fucking uh, knee pads oh. and no shoes. Not saying that anyone uses kick pads. is not legitimate. No, I'm just saying, sorry. sorry. No. I I, I rephrase that. I apologize. Uh, but uh, but anyway, he just you know he, he doesn't wear elbow pads. He just goes in there with shorts and a shirt. You know, and uh, those he, shoes. It's amazing. You know, um, these guys had a great match, and the crowd. This is when the crowd started to kind of try to get their shit in a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? And because they were yelling, "Use your jujitsu!" And they yeah, really, really like saying that. Jujitsu was definitely that. a shit that got over somehow. Um, I don't know, but hey, man, hey, it was great. Um, now, MV Young was looked like he was very young. Um, I think that's what it stands for: is um, me very young. Yeah, me very young. So uh, he was a blonde gentleman, but apparently he has some experience with martial arts as well. Uh, more, I think maybe more of a like grappler type dude, but I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, these guys had a pretty good match too. Um, you know, they didn't really necessarily do anything super crazy, though. You know, no. um, but I don't think they had to. Yeah, you they know, st- they, they stayed in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen Dominic Carini do, like, crazy ass shit. You know, he's kind of yeah, a. if he busts out
3: a 450, then.
0: <laughs> I think the craziest spot I saw him do was once, uh, it was uh, him versus Ethan Page. And Ethan Page came off the top rope and he caught him in an in a armbar, you know, and made him tap out. It was awesome. Uh, but it was, he, like, leapt up to catch him, though, you know, kind of cool. So, uh, anyway,
4: well, what uh, what things do you remember from this match, John? There was a lot of spots where these guys were, as you said, uh, or as noted, uh, they were sandbagging each other. Yes! And they were just, like, not helping each other out at all for, like, suplexes or, like...
0: But But not in a way that wasn't on purpose.
4: Yeah. This was, like,
0: sandbag suplex the match because the idea was that they were putting each other's strength over they weren't trying to not cooperate with each other they were just deadlifting each other and hitting Germans over and over again and it was fucking awesome Garini hit a gut red suplex at the beginning that was like that shook the air well no he, he did it slowly it took like 10 or 12 seconds lift him up hold him there lift him up then bring him down slow and then slam him which I mean I don't if I could I don't have the strength to do that to a cat so you know I'm just saying that's very
4: impressive but uh <laughs> anyway um I don't know I How many really cats are you hanging out with <laughs> they're like, <"Hey>, I'm <laughs> so happy you can't do that
0: all right I am, I am prone to hyperbole and exaggeration so you know um but uh, anyway the dude's strong and it was cool yeah. so uh that was pretty cool uh what else anything else uh, there was a, uh, there was chops. Some very loud chops. Oh, yeah, geez. So, uh, I, I appreciate that. Always good. Always yeah. good. Yeah, um, and Dominic kind of uses all of his arm, too, which makes a real good thud, you know, which is very painful sounding. That's what you want. <laughs> all right, what else happened? Anything else, guys? No, no okay. it was just a really good match. That I was solid. You know, yeah. I loved it too. Uh, but uh,
4: anyway, so tell us who won. Uh, the finish came when Dominic hit a snap pile driver <laughs> for the win. Awesome. Yeah. I love that move. I Cactus, Cactus like, Jack.
0: What's that? Cactus Dragon. Cactus, Yeah, that's true. You know, um, another guy that does that a lot is Jake Chris. He'll do like a snap pile. Yeah, he does too. That's right. He actually calls it Cactus Jack Driver just, No kidding. Oh, <laughs> outstanding. Thanks for letting me know. I, you know, I don't know the names of moves a lot of times because I don't really I
3: think they have so many names
0: that it doesn't really you know, it
3: doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really stick. Like so you could one move could be called something else that's somebody else call it. Like when you said the Goozle, I had no fucking idea what you were talking <laughs> about. And I was like and you were like, Goozle, choke slam. I'm like,
0: yo, Dad, I've never heard the like word in my life. <laughs> well, my point was gonna say is most of the wrestling that I watch is live. So I don't hear the announcers. You know live? what I mean? Uh, no, just uh, you know. Anyway, you know I'll watch, watch it anyway. SmackDown? So, um, what? Uh, but uh, SmackDown's live. Yeah, Smack- SmackDown. Live. Yes, we were no independent. Live. Oh, well, no, we, we did go to SmackDown once though, didn't we? It wasn't live. So, though. um, yeah, it was a taped one, wasn't it? it? Wasn't live? I don't know. No, it just wasn't SmackDown live. Yet. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, go ahead though. Well, that was a tremendous match, and that moves us on to
4: match number three. John, what was match number three, and who was in it? Match number three was Alex Colon of the Night Riders versus Marcus Crane. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, this is a match that got switched up as well. Um, and uh, I, I do got beef with Alex Colon though, man. I, I am so bummed. He usually comes out to Burning Heart and it's just fucking, just part I've been watching Alex Colon wrestle for several years. And so like seeing him come out to Burning Heart it makes my heart burn, and I love it, you know? But tonight he came out with some rap song or something, or like a metal song. It was like a was Tupac, Tupac song. song. Was it? So it was yeah, it Tupac. Tupac. I don't like it. I want the burning heart song, so... <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not saying anything against Tupac. You easy, you easy. Said some, you said some rap song. Okay, well, anyway, I... I so, anyway, I, if you guys have never listened to our show, I am an idiot. So, let's just get that across, and that way we can move forward. That's, I'm an that's idiot. Not, that's
3: not your gimmick.
0: I, I have terrible taste in music. I don't, I don't know shit about video games. So, um, Chad anyway. Chad French idiot. He's still an idiot. Still that's, well, no, he's not anymore. No, he's no, Midwest right? territory. So, Chad's an idiot. It's gone now. So, oh, um, anyway, sucks. so I could be an idiot now.
3: I mean, yeah, it's Okay.
0: But uh, me and Chad French, by the way, we are the independent uh, indie, indie heartthrobs. So, uh, but that's a whole other thing altogether. Anyway, uh, point is, is that, so he came out to Tupac. And uh, and then uh, who was the other competitor in the match there, John? Marcus Crane. That's right. Now, Marcus Crane comes out to this, like the most metal song that ever metal-to-metal, right? I mean, it's like... Was this the one that started out with, like, the piano? Harpsichord. Harpsichord, yeah. 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 And then, like, real fast harpsichord, and then, like... You know, something like that. But uh, these guys are both deathmatch wrestlers, right? So these guys beat the fucking shit out of each other, and this was kind of the first match of the night where we had some intense violence, you know? Um, Some real intense violence. Uh, John... Tell me a little bit about your experience watching this one. What you think? And, and if you remember any of the spots.
4: Um, I feel like they went straight to the outside, yep. basically. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. There might have been a couple like, punches and kicks in the ring, and then immediately, like, let's go outside and let's just go into the crowd. They kind of started with the hockey fight a little bit, you
3: know? No, they kind of, well, not to, it was pretty much like, hey, whose dick's bigger? It's going to hit harder, pretty much. It. So, that's a good one. Well, what would you think? Tell me about it. Uh, I think Alex Malone is OG, and he went out there and just did what he does best,
0: you know? How many ridiculous apron spots were there in this match? A few. There was a bunch, you know? Um, And as we know, that's the hardest part of the ring. um, But you know what else is the the real hardest part of the ring is the floor. That's the real hardest part of the ring. And these guys were utilizing the floor quite a bit and chairs and whatnot, you know? We had a couple chair spots and... You know, just a lot of stuff like that. Um, I am often very s- surprised and just confused by the flexibility of wrestlers. In this match, there was a Tiger driver on the floor by Alice Colon onto Marcus Crane. And we could not see because it happened on the far side of the ring to us. Um, but it looked as if Marcus Crane went straight down on his dome and he got up and he was fine. I, it, it just blows my mind how flexible these guys are, uh, yourself included, Lexus. Where you can take a bump like that and just be fine. It's crazy. It's it is. I don't understand it. But uh, that was kind of the, from my recollection, the most devastating spot of this match. Um, I could be wrong though, because there was a lot of wrestling that not we watched tonight. So, not going on. but what else you guys got?
3: Uh, well, from my end, from what I could see, uh, it just looked like a solid, hard hitting match. There was one spot or one maneuver that Alex clone attempted to do off the top rope. I don't know what he was going for, but to paint the scene for you guys, Alex clone is setting up for like a uh, like a suplex or a superplex of some sort. But he's facing the other like he's he's on the post while the other guy is on the screen, yeah. On the outside. So he's setting up to reverse, like a superplex or something like that. And Somehow, someway, they lift off, but it just looks really nasty. And Marcus Crane gets basically
0: dropped on his head. It almost looked like they were doing the move to each other, yeah. like, at the same time, somehow. You know, like... And, and there was another spot in this match, too, where Marcus Crane went through, like, a door, I think. Was that in this one? No. It wasn't no? It was, okay. It wasn't that much there carnage was, as far as, like... There was a chair spot. I got you. Okay. Okay. Well, then, never mind. But, uh... uh Anyway, well, what else you guys got to say about this one? I, I love both these guys. They're awesome. I've had very little uh, experience seeing Marcus Crane, but what I've seen is that he's awesome, you know? And he's a guy that's been around a long time. Um, and Neil Cutter loves him. So if Neil Cutter loves you, i probably
4: love you too. Would I be wrong in saying that Marcus Crane is more of, like, a comedic wrestler at times? I feel like he's like he's still serious, but I feel like he's we're like joking and playing to the crowd
0: from what we've seen in unsanctioned pro yes okay i don't know if you go back and watch like an iwa king of the death match with him in it that he's gonna be joking around but maybe he is i don't know you know i don't know a ton about him and that's a big gap in my independent pro wrestling knowledge is like death match stuff i'm not a big death match fan so i don't have a ton of experience watching that stuff but He's, I love him. You know. I love watching him wrestle, and uh, you know, I can't wait to see more of him up here at Uncensored Pro. John, tell us who
4: won the match. Uh, Alex Colon won the match with a top rope double stomp. A brutal one too. He he
0: landed, and just, you know, instead of like taking the weight off and taking it on himself, he pretty much just landed and then flopped over, and it was like ouch. Uh, but that described a lot of spots tonight Ouch yeah. you know? <laughs> so, For sure Yeah so he wins and moves on And that was another first round match So uh, we'll see him again uh, In April in uh, April 23rd or 27th April 27th will be the next show And it's called A Dime a Dozen So uh, that'll be awesome And that'll be where we see the second round of this tournament um,
4: What happened after that John? Well, before they left, I thought there was just a cool sign of sportsmanship because as Alex was celebrating, he helped Marcus up and kind of like raised each other's hands and was like, hey, good match. I like seeing good sportsmanship.
0: Respect, 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 right? Yeah. That's it's true. always good to see, and these guys have probably gone to war
4: a bunch of times, so it's, uh, it's always good for that. But uh, all right, well, what was the next move? The next match was a triple threat tag team match mm. featuring The Rejects, the Ugly Ducklings, and is it Schlack? Yes. And Maria Manic. Yeah, so the
0: rejects are, Baga, uh, Reed Bentley, and you have the Duke of Hardcore, uh, John Wayne Murdoch, and then the Ugly Ducklings, they had Coach Mikey with them, too! And it was Lance Lude and Rob Kiljoy, some of my favorite guys. I uh, love seeing them wrestle. Um, Lexus, you ever seen the Ugly Ducklings wrestle? Yeah. Have you? Okay. Um... You, you ever seen Maria Manic wrestle? I've never seen Maria Manic in person. I've only seen her on
4: Twitter. Holy shit! She's a hoss, man.
0: What do you guys want to talk about first?
4: I mean, we could talk about how the fact that I didn't know whether I was supposed to be like attracted to and turned on by this. Oh, I, I definitely was. Or to if to I was supposed to be like me. deathly scared that she was just gonna like it's snap my dick if I got too attracted. Oh, I was dumb down for that. It's both. It's both. It's you know, um, I mean, she has this huge. Stomach tattoo that says Man Eater But then she also just like Comes out in a bra With a Cut off wife beater That's yeah. Tucked underneath her yeah, bra Yeah she's fucking hot oh, oh my god and, and, So her and
0: Schlack And we've described Schlack before He looks like Brian Cage With like a thousand tattoos And no teeth It's He's insane looking And so they came out together And they just start Chopping each other <laughs> In the ring Oh my god Yeah Like they get Scary. pumped up It was kind of it was, it was interesting Scary as fuck Yeah um, Very intimidating Well, tell me, uh, John,
4: you've never seen the Ugly Ducklings. I hyped them up, what'd you think? I thought they were fantastic. And the reason I loved them so much is as they were entering the ring, uh, you stood up and like scurried over to them and like immediately put your hand out and I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? And like, they're all like, come on, we need more people to join us. Mm -hmm. And so like a big chunk of the crowd just joins in and we start doing like a quack. One of the freaking mighty ducks. Pretty awesome, right? Emilio Estevez came too. <laughs> he was, he was right there.
0: He yeah, and then he just left. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Uh but also it was interesting too because the quack chance turned into schlack chance and then back to quack and vice versa. It would just kind of go back and forth, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, you know, the ugly ducklings, they do the quack chant. You know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, one thing that I always put them over for is their commitment to their gimmick, first of all. And second of all, they are one of these these gimmicks and one of these groups of wrestlers that is appealing to every single age group. Like, kids love the ducks. Middle-aged people, like my old self, love the ducks. You know, people that are younger me than me, like John. You love the ducks too. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, like, they're very like Space Monkey in that way that they're able to kind of, you know, get themselves
4: over to every single age group and, and pretty much anybody that watches them. And I think there's a fun aspect to it that it kind of reminded me of, like, Goldilocks and the Three Bears because you have the three bears. You have Papa Bear, who's the big old manager. Then you have, like, the Mama Bear, who's the medium sized wrestler. Yeah. And then you have the Baby Bear was like the little guy who looked like he had a gunshot wound in his chest Aww. and was just super hairy, like he might have been a bear, um, but they all three had different styles. Like obviously the smaller guy was a lot more like a, a high flyer and did like the agile stuff, whereas the medium guy did your stereotypical like standard wrestling, and then the manager was just a big, goofy, you kind know, of like comedic who would enter, like, intervene in the action. And it just gives you options of who to watch and who to be entertained by. Now, this is the second time you've seen the Rejects. Um, they're just fucking
0: badasses, right? I mean, bald that's, dudes, yeah, the, yeah, that's right. They are bald dudes, um, which I appreciate that, of course. Um, Lexus Montez, tell me about the Rejects. What, what's the deal with these guys? Well, man, they're just two badasses that come in and do tag team wrestling
3: really well. they they, they flow really well and they hit hard and. They mean
0: everything they do. That is a fact. That's a great way to put it, man. They do. And and that is another thing that they're like the Ducks in the respect that they, you know, they are believable as a crazy tag team that would just beat your ass, right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, we've already talked about uh, Schlack and Maria Mani- Manic being, like, obviously they're insane looking as well. And so, like, it, it just, it was an interesting mix-up of wrestlers that, like, made this amazing goulash of, of this tag team match. So, um, John, tell me a little bit about it. Do you remember? I mean, there was a lot of crazy spots in this match, right?
4: Yeah. So, I know originally a duckling and a reject started, and at one point Schlack tags in. Uh, I think it was one of the rejects. Or he tags like one of the rejects out and gets in. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the other duckling, it was the little one. He like stamps Yeah, he starts going to all the different corners trying to tag out. And everyone just keeps dropping off because they're like, we don't want to fight that, dude. Like, that guy's huge. Well, even uh, Coach Mikey was like,
0: they were not supposed to be in this match. We are not wrestling. You know, they were, like, trying to leave. Um, I thought, to me, the story of this match was getting over Maria Manic as a monster. I thought that that was a big part of the match was her, uh, you know, being tagged in and then everybody being scared of her. You know, and and I just love that. I mean, that was really good. It, the match had a great story as far as that goes, and also, you know, you had the rejects and the ducks trying to fight each other while deal with these monsters. Yeah, the monster, you know, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's that's fucking great stuff. Um, I remember we had a bunch of chair spots in this one. Um, you know, there was there were so many amazing spots as far as like, you know, we got to see the launch pad, McQuack. Which is just an awesome... I mean, it's so great, right? Yeah. Um, the Ugly Ducklings also do this combination move where it's like, you know, uh, Rob Kiljoy like, slams Loot on top of somebody. Then Lance Loot gets up. Uh, then Rob Kiljoy hits a, hits a Shooting Star Press or a Moonsault or something. Then Lance like does a splash. And then they tag it. It all happens like, right, 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 right. And they've been wrestling together for so long. You know, they just that stuff's just automatic for him, which is always great. And all three of these tag teams have a lot of experience working together, which really helps. You know, Um, Alexis, what you think of all this? Do you remember any any spots we need to talk about here? Um,
3: I remember Maria Manning delivering a monstrous double choke slam to the Ugly Ducklings, which was awesome. They did a really good job with her, just making her seem like the indestructible force monster character that can't be stopped and I, that showed really well in this match. Um, other than that, man, I I, I
0: I feel like Maria Mannix stole the performance. The it, it was, you know, that was kind of seems like that's how the match was designed and how that how that particular spot built up because to me that was the spot of the match as well. Um, you know, Coach Mikey, somebody pulled out from under the ring of back, right? And yeah. uh, Coach Mikey was like, don't, don't do that. That's dangerous. What you got in there is dangerous. And it was uh, John Wayne Murdoch's like, what the fuck is this? And he pours out all over the ring rubber duckies, right? And, which is just hilarious. And so, Rob Killjoy and Lance Lee were trying to perform a move on Maria Manic, I think, to dump her into the uh, into the ducks. I think they hit it. They hit like a Oh yeah, she, just, she no sold hard. it, that's what it and was. She just yeah. immediately stood up and was like, What the fuck, these are ducks. And she double choke slammed them both and it was the it was the biggest pop of this match for sure. Yeah, because um,
4: then they sold the ducks like being like really dangerous. <laughs> It was like thumbtacks or Legos. It's amazing, you know. I thought for a second
0: it was gonna be Legos, and I was like, "Wait a second, the ducks are in this match. I know what's going on here." So, <laughs> um, wow, tremendous work by all three teams. I fucking love this match. Um, it was a great time to uh, get a break too, which we'll talk about here in a second. But we had a little break after that, which allowed us to kind of walk around, and talk to people. who were all like, "Oh my god, did you see that match? That was fucking amazing," you know. Which was just great. Just to, to kind of build the hype of the evening, um, you know, to a fever pitch. Um, are we ready for a
4: break? No, we didn't get the results of this. Oh, event. yeah. Tell me who won. I'm sorry. Uh, the Rejects won with a Judd Nelson driver. That's right. The Judd Nelson
0: driver, which is a combination power bomb and top rope Canadian destroyer.
4: Yeah, it's brutal, <laughs> man.
0: That's a scary combination. And I believe they hit that on Rob Kiljoy. So, um, you know, poor guy. That, that move's insane. Um, gosh. So, what we're going to do is that we're going to talk a little bit about... I just want to mention a couple things that happened during uh, intermission, which we call that single intermission. And uh, so tonight, during single intermission, we talked to a few fans, and one fan mentioned something to me that I have to mention, just because it's so fucking great, is that... And this this uh, he's, this he's is putting you over a little bit, like contest too. So, the you know, the guy was talking to me and I was like, Oh, what'd you think of this match? He's like, Oh my God, Maria Mannix, a monster, blah, 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 kind of saying some of the things that we had just talked about. And then he said, I loved how, you know, this one was, you know, like the crowd was more into this one than the one before and the one before that. And it was like, they were building to something more. And I'm like, well, that's how a fucking show is supposed to work. You know what I mean? So you did an awesome job in the opener. To crack that thing open, Giant right. Right? Alexis Santos, <laughs> make car for life, brother. And then the, <laughs> and then the, uh, <laughs> the second match built that up even more. And then we had that, uh, you know, the tag match and everything else, just kind of make a giant crescendo for the evening. So you know, that's what you want your pro wrestling show to be. You want it to be a crescendo where you do have your ups and downs a little bit within the show, but overall the whole thing is rising action, right? They did a great job of that. That's good. John, you got any
4: comments before we take a just a quick break here? We uh, forgot to mention that after the tag match. Oh, yeah, we got a promo, right? Uh, yeah, Reed Bingley got on the microphone and he I said, got I promise I'm not going to cuss this time to the <laughs> owner because he's been getting heat for that.
0: The owner of the Moose Lodge. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Um, so he gets a, cuts a promo and says, hey, like, yo, if there's going to be a tag team division here, like, we deserve to be on top of it. And whenever tag titles get introduced here, we deserve them. Uh, because we're top dogs here, basically. We've been here from the beginning. Top dogs. We'll continue to be here. <laughs> we <got> those <laughs> top guys. Uh So I thought it was a good promo. Uh, kind of establishing that I'm pretty sure there'll be a tag division championship, like, here soon. And they're kind of laying the groundwork for it. That brings up a point.
0: Um, and that is that one of the things that's really smart about Sanction Pro is that they are doing things in a slow fashion. You know, they're not trying to rush anything. It's like, you know, yeah, we'll get tack belts. But first we got this championship title that's going to be awarded, right? And that won't be awarded tonight. It's going to be next time, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's in a couple months. So it, it, I think it's real smart how, you know, you're building something slowly so that, you know, folks can can jump on, on, on the bandwagon, you know? Um, I don't know. I just really enjoy the, the planning and executing. You know, uh, when I first started the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, I had a four-month plan, and then after that, it was just kind of just do the podcast, right? And we just executed things as we were supposed to within the first month I had these goals, second month these goals. And I feel like the Unchanging Pro is really doing that same thing where they have certain goals they want to hit, um, one of the big goals they wanted to do was sell that fucking building out, which they did tonight on their third show. That's yeah. that says a lot, man. So I'm really happy for them for that. Now, um, so that was sing uh, single. but we're gonna break for a moment because we actually, uh, you know, I got a chance to talk to a few of the wrestlers. So you're gonna hear some interviews here that'll be inserted into the uh, show, and then we'll catch up with you on the other side. So enjoy these interviews. our podcast is brought to you by whatamaneuver.net. That's where you can go to get all your official rope Home from Wrestling merchandise. So now, when you hear us say, hey, so-and-so, get your own shit, you know where to go to get your own shit. Whatamaneuver.net. All right, we're here at Unsanctioned Pro, Columbus, Ohio, and I'm here with one of the stars of the show. Um, the match that you're in, Trey Lamar versus Myron Reed. I have Trey Lamar here. Um, are you excited for this? Oh yeah, definitely. I've been waiting for this.
2: Uh, it's been a solid two weeks, but yeah, it's it's, it's been forever. If it feels like really- you kind of
0: called Myron out, sort of, right? Oh yeah. tremendous well you know myron he's uh you know excellent wrestler he's one of those guys that is kind of a prodigy i guess of you know pro wrestling he's only been doing it a little while how long has he been someone that you looked up to and why uh looked up to um
5: if not that's cool
2: i i think i think he's good I'm, i'm not gonna say
0: i look up to the guy i mean i'll say he's good you know fair enough um well, I mean, what's a match that you've seen of his that's impressed you? Because you got to say the guy's impressive, right? Oh, yeah. Um, to be honest,
2: uh, I, I really don't watch Myron Reed. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm being honest here. I'd, I've seen a couple of them, but like I said, he's good. Yeah, I just don't. Okay. All right. Well, what do you watch then? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that wasn't what I was ready for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, who are you watching right now? You know, not necessarily get ideas about, you know, or from, oh, okay. but, like, someone that inspires you. Okay. 90s Shawn Michaels.
2: Uh, early 2000s, late 90s rock. Okay. I watch a
0: lot of them, too. Gotcha. Well, I mean. Oh my gosh, man. You know, uh, early 90s Shawn Michaels, it doesn't get any better than that, right? I right, mean, it's exactly. kind of the, the tippy top of all pro wrestling, you That's know, correct. and then the rock kind of. I mean, what are you going to say about yeah. that guy, right? He's the <laughs> right. best there is. Um, now, this is not your debut at Unsanctioned Pro. You were involved in a multi-man match last time, right? Yes. And uh, how was the experience? That was one of the best shows I was at last year. Um, how, did you feel the, the magic in the air that night? Oh, yeah. The, this this
2: crowd in Columbus is great. I am very excited to be back here in front of them. Uh, that was, now that you mentioned, it, that was a very interesting match, Uh that was actually my first time ever being in a match with nothing but Lucha guys. So, yeah, uh,
0: it, was, it was definitely a test for me, but I, I think I held my own. Well, um, you know, speaking as one of the fans and everyone who was here that night, that was one of the most impressive matches that most people had seen in their lives. So wow. it was it yeah. was a tremendous match. Um, you know, it was a lot of people said it was match of the night. Are you ready to, uh, you know, step up again?
2: Oh, yeah, me and Myron are going to tear this place down. I guarantee that. I can't wait,
0: man. Thanks so much. No problem. All right, we're still here at Unsanctioned Pro, Columbus, Ohio. We have one of the stars of Unsanctioned Pro here, Dale Patricks, the man that many times I've said, your name sounds like a race car driver. I mean, <laughs> where did you, you know, I mean, your your parents named you Dale Patricks. Are they NASCAR fans?
5: Uh, I know my dad was a big NASCAR fan, but, uh. I got my name from; it was my dad's middle name, and Patrick was just my middle name. Whenever uh, they, well, they, they made me. Gotcha. So fair enough. Fair so enough. I just added my uh, my late dad and me together, and that's what the name I got came you. Now
0: you are a staple here at Unsanctioned Pro. I know we only there's this is only the third show, however, you've been on every single one, and there's only a few people that have done that, right? Yeah. So how's that feel?
5: Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. I'm. Uh, it's it's a really good time. Extension Pro is really cool to come out to to Columbus, Ohio. If you're around, if you're around the area, just come out, have fun. That's all it's about.
0: Now, um, Dale, I heard a rumor, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I heard that you were kind of passing up the deathmatch game and kind of getting out of
5: it. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay. Um, just a lot of personal stuff came up, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to go into it. But sure. um, uh, towards the end of the year is going to be. This is my last year of death matches, so okay I'm, now i'm pretty pumped about it
0: does that mean that you're going to go harder this year yeah. than you ever have or does that mean that you're riding this out and uh, you know you're I don't know. I mean, obviously you're always going to give your all, but I mean, are you going to try to do some crazy shit this year? You've never done before. So I guess my question,
5: the fact that you're asking hurts my soul because of course I'm going to go harder than I've ever gone before. So,
0: well, I've seen you, uh, the first time I saw you was at IWA mid South, the young dragons. Um, and, uh, you were having matches with, uh, Ian and, and JC and Brandon Taggart and Larry D and all these people. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, well, I saw you at IWA mid South and you, had a pretty good run down there and you've been all over the place um you're a guy who's kind of like i don't know to me you're a kind of a chameleon wrestler where and what i mean by that is that you could be a top guy in any place you could be a mid-card guy you could be an introductory guy and you can do pretty much any style
5: you know if if you only knew how much you saying that means to me but, it's true uh it means the absolute world um that people even think of me in that limelight of top guy mid-card whatever I'm just happy to be at a show, happy to be doing what I'm doing. I know a lot of people don't get to do what they do in, in, this, in this profession and in this world. So for me to even be in the ring is is good time. So. Well,
0: I have to ask you this. Um, all of our listeners are wondering... Alright, we need the story behind a particular match, and this was at uh, Blood Feast at IWA Mid-South, and I can't remember your opponent, however, for some reason, your ass came out, and it never went back in. Um, Tell me a little bit about wrestling with your ass out, and why someone would want to do something like that.
5: Uh, Well, uh, I'll answer your question with the question. How many people you see that has their ass out in a match?
0: Um, Triple H, Ric Flair, and you.
5: See, you already named off two of the greatest in this business. So, all I'm saying is, honestly, it's a something different. It's something different to make the crowd, you know, have a have a good time. Just get out of their, get out of their normal funk of doing their, you know, nine nine to five job, and just come to to come to a wrestling show, enjoy themselves. See a grown man's ass, you know. See a grown man's ass. <laughs> maybe see more than what you uh paid for but yes, yes. at least you know that you're getting your money's worth, well let's just say that
0: i know you <laughs> way better than you know me well let's put it that way so uh well thanks so much dale i really appreciate it it's always great to see you and i can't wait to see you uh you know what you do tonight, definitely man. thank definitely.
5: you thank you man i appreciate it. all right well we're
0: still here at unsanctioned pro in columbus ohio and i have one of the folks here that is in the main event tonight. You're going after this unsanctioned pro hardcore championship. And I have a very important question to you, but let's let's talk about who you are first. This is Cody Rice. Absolutely. How
5: you doing, uh,
1: man? Husky hurt I'm doing real good. Uh, had a nice little drive here in Columbus. I'm ready to uh, to take that hardcore title home tonight.
0: Well, you know, you are an interesting wrestler in a, in many different ways, right? Because, Because, sure. um, you know... I've seen you do big guy stuff, I've seen yep. you do comedy stuff, and I've seen you do hardcore stuff. Yeah. So, um, what is where does where is that kind of the desire come from to be able to kind of do all those different things?
1: You just want to be uh, as well-rounded as a professional wrestler as you can be. You want to be able to do anything, any style, uh, get in the ring and mix it up with anyone up and down the card. So, Well, you know... My question to you—that's
0: very important. All right, it's very serious question here—is okay. that you got these Yahoo's in the main event, right? You got this Casanova Valentine guy. Yep. Some of these other guys. I mean, who cares who they are? How you know? No matter how tough they are and how like heavy duty they think they can take, you know, moves and stuff like that. How are they going to deal
1: with your sexiness? See, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, Casanova Valentine specifically—he thinks he's, he's ready. You know, the hipster heartthrob. He thinks he's a heartthrob as well. We can just. Toss that right out the window. He's hes not a heartthrob. Everyone knows that. It's true. The Husky heartthrob, the hardcore heartthrob. I'm the real one, the real heartthrob. And so tonight, I, I don't think any of the three can deal with it. So I'm going to take home that hardcore title.
0: Outstanding. Well, did you bring the oil? I mean, are you going to get greased up tonight? Are, we, are we getting the uh, the bow tie? I mean, I'm, what
1: are we getting? You know? You know, I'm going to keep that one under wraps. I don't want to, if anyone's listening, I don't want to give any of uh-huh. uh Any of my uh, opponents a competitive advantage, so
0: they could be sneaking up behind you. Exactly, we are near the ring, and they could be under the ring. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen
1: it all. You know, seen it all.
0: Plus, I mean, that cast of a Valentine guy—you never know where he's going to pop up. Exactly. I mean, what are like? What are a couple goals that you have? I know that. you know, wrestling is something you take very seriously, regardless Absolutely. of, you know, the comedy and stuff yep. that goes on. For sure. I mean, what's some of the goals that you want, like some of the serious things that you want to accomplish this year? Uh,
1: I definitely want to travel more. Uh, you know, I moved to, to the Chicago area about six months ago. I uh, made it a little easier to get out, you know, to Ohio here, uh, get down to Indiana a little bit more. I want to hit up the I want to hit up the East Coast this year for sure. That's a, that's a big goal of mine, um, just to kind of, you know, expand the reach of the, uh, the Husky Hardcore Heartthrob
0: standing well thanks so much man it's great to finally talk to you
1: absolutely thank you so much
0: all right well we're back i really hope you enjoyed those interviews those were a lot of fun to do it's always great to talk to some of the boys and get their opinions on some stuff uh, we did have a gentleman uh interrupt two of the interviews so i don't know I, I haven't decided yet whether those are gonna that's gonna stay in or not so we'll see uh, if you heard those, great, if you didn't, then forget about it.
4: But uh, anyway, so that was uh, after intermission. Uh, John, what happened next after intermission? We had a hard or an Unsanctioned Pro Hardcore Championship match hitting Matthew Justice versus Mance Warner. Okay, well, John, the floor is
0: yours. Tell us about Mance Warner.
4: So I'm just going to go out and say that Manse Warner is becoming one of my new top favorite indie wrestlers. He's just so fun to watch, uh, I, particularly because of his crowd interaction. Like, so this is my second time seeing him, and each time during his entrance, which is extremely long, <laughs> uh, he uses his entire theme song to his advantage. Yeah, I was
3: wondering like what was going on, and like I've never I've never seen Warner wrestle. I've just, just, you know, seen him on the internet, and he's he's the guy, you know, around certain places, and I like him a lot. I like, you know, what he stands for and things like that,
0: so. Well, okay, then awesome. Then uh, you guys are both going to have lots to say about this, which is, you know, great. Uh, But, John, tell us about his interaction with the crowd and, and some of the fun stuff he did during his entrance.
4: So, one of the things that we kind of learned after intermission was that there were two sides of this ring, there was the good guys, which was our side, <laughs> and then you had the bad guys, which was the far side by the merchandise team. That and, and over on that side, they hated Mance Warner, particularly one guy who just continued to just boo and like flick him off and call him names. And so every time Mance Warner would come around, you'd get in that guy's face and start arguing with him. He'd be like, all right, you're not worth my time anymore. And he'd walk away. And as he got like to, Halfway across the ring, he decided, nope, going back. He'd go back and get in that dude's face again, and like, in his face, like, in his ear, yelling at him. And he's like, alright, I'm done. So then he walks around, comes over to us, you know, he's hugging, hugging people, kissing babies, people are handing him beers. He's running for mayor. <laughs> yeah. He could run for mayor, and he might get elected. That would um, be awesome. So, I to. Wanna- he- I want to live in that city, whatever city that is. So, so. so the guy who like hands him a beer, it's already open, he's like, yo, dog, why are you taking this? And he hands it back, and the guy's like, don't worry, I got one for you, and hands him an unopening uh, nanny ice. Mm-hmm. And so he takes that, and he's walking around the ring, gets back in dude's face, sits on the apron, gets back in dude's face, and this time, but, uh, the guy's buddy decides he wants to chirp <laughs> in here. So he starts getting, Mance starts getting in that guy's face, and then the dude tries to kiss him, and Mance is like, yo, whoa, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> well, another thing that was funny about this is that every time Mance would get over there, Sean had to roll out of the ring and go over and try to separate him and then get right back in and then roll
4: back out of the ring, and he was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, and the entire time, Matthew Justice is sitting on the top rope, kind of watching the whole thing, and anytime Mance would go over to get in that, uh, a guy's face, Matthew would just kind of like kick his feet over to that side and watch and then he'd turn around. So this went on for probably a solid, like a solid, like three minutes mm-hmm. until he finally gets in the ring and like takes his jacket off, which he throws to my dear friend Andy here, mm-hmm. who immediately uh, another person in the crowd is like, yo, give me that jacket. And Andy's like, no, I'm putting it on. Yeah. That's what, that's what I did last time, so, you know,
0: now it's a tradition, you know, I, I hold on to the jacket while he's wrestling, and, you know, I put it on, and then after the match, I put it on him, so, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, uh, I was talking to Mance a little bit about this, uh, and uh, I actually got to shine his boots once at IWA Mid-South, however, there is no uh, evidence of it, and no one believes me. Um, and uh, you know I even bought the video of that show on SmartMarkVideo.com, which this show will also be available on there and um, they fucking
4: cut it out <laughs> so pissed but well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't cut out our parts after this
0: match. <laughs> well okay so Alexis Montez um, tell me what was your experience seeing Man's Warner for the first time I mean what did you think of this guy?
3: Uh, old Messer is definitely uh, the real deal I enjoy his, uh, his work you know, and, and hey, man, I feel like this match should have went on last.
0: It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, Matthew Justice is another guy that I've talked about as being a tremendous wrestler. Um, he did more crazy shit in this match than I think I've ever seen him do. Uh, this was this was an ECW match, basically, right? I mean, that's kind of what it was. And uh, we had tons of chair spots and stuff like that. But I mean, these guys could. Take this match on tour You know what I mean This is like uh, You know Mance and and Anthony Henry Or something like that Where it's just like They just have Tremendous chemistry And uh, You know Although I gotta say I've seen Matthew Justice Wrestle lots of guys And he tends to have Great chemistry With all of them So uh, That says a lot about His abilities in the ring Although Mance is definitely A tremendous wrestler Um, You know They did a lot of uh, Chops at first That were just fucking. Thunderous, you know. Matthew is like chest which is red. Yes. Yes. Oh, my god. Um and okay, so this was the match where did did Mance go through a door like right away towards the beginning of the match? Or no? Uh, to... they like I don't
4: know if it was right away. Yeah, okay. at
3: the beginning, like they just basically chopped the hell out of each other.
4: Well they for, they and, started with the uh, the lockup up The lockup that okay. they oh, yes. went <laughs> under the bottom rope. <laughs> It went straight for that fan that kept getting in Vance's face. Yeah, that goes but back to they, the... uh they missed and, like, got dude's girlfriend.
3: Yeah, that, that goes back to the saying of, you know, if you don't dictate when you move, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the act. That's right, so, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah, and, well, and, and the one thing that's awesome about this is that fan is in on it, you know? He knows what he's doing. It's a lot of fun. He's having a blast. He's smiling every time they they do shit like this, and so... They I also kissed, didn't they? Little yeah, we, they, well, they... John mentioned uh, it. You know they yeah. that they they Go back here uh, he had tried to kiss him or something like that. But uh, yeah, they did that spot twice where they locked up, rolled out the ring, locked up, which is one of my favorite things ever. Um, I love it when guys do that and then like brawl around the ring while locked up and then get back in the ring locked up. That's really funny um, and awesome. But they did that a couple times and landed in in you know fans laps and it was
4: specific fans. You know, so yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, what else, John? Uh, so there was, like we said, there was a lot of outside-of-the-ring action. Uh, there was one point where Matthew Justice chucked Mance Warner over towards the merchandise table, and the whole crowd on that side moved out of the way so that Mance could just pile through all of the chairs. And then I think, did Matthew Justice, you probably can see this better than me, Alex, did Matthew Justice, like, throw... Mance through the table or like on the table no he threw him over the merch table. okay yeah so and then after that uh someone you know andy held up a chair oh yeah i believe it was justice to throw Mance through
0: (laughs) well jordan from rockstar pro one of the infamous fans there rockstar pro he's been there since the beginning he came tonight to unsanctioned pro he was he had stars in his eyes. Then yeah. you know he <laughs> fucking loved it. And one of the things he always tries to do at Rockstar is he holds up a chair and tries to get people to run other wrestlers into the chair. And find like his dream came true tonight because he got to shit in twice. Yeah. Even you know it got he got to throw a chair into the ring at one point. You know. Um. But uh, like you and the Bucks too sweeted you. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Um. That was so cool back then. Now I'm just bald. But uh you're involved that day. Yeah, I know. That's the joke. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh there was a lot of chair but well, there's two specific spots I remember where a chair was thrown with like precision accuracy. <laughs> These guys know how to throw a chair and hit each other without killing each other or without killing a crowd member and stuff like that, you know? Uh, there was also a ridiculous unprotected chair shot to Matthew Justice, who yelled, Masado right before he took it. And then, you know, and he fired up from it. Mance was like, oh, I'm going to hit you again, wound up, and then did the old iPo, you know, because he's the iPo god. So uh, that was awesome. Um, we had knee pad up, knee pad down, of course, but uh, he didn't hit it the first time. You know, he had to hit it later. Um, there were doors, Oh, you know, at one point Matthew Justice went backstage, we heard all this rattling around, because we were right next to backstage, and all of a sudden he comes out with a, char- a shopping cart full of doors, right? Yes. And then, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he kind of, okay. you know, he, he uh, you know, started using the doors, and this is when I think Mance went through one and just like went right on his head, which yeah. was just unbelievable. Again, flexibility, I don't get it, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean... You A moment ago, uh, Alexis, you said you thought this should have gone on blast. Why?
3: Uh, just, like, from the atmosphere of the match and, you know, some of the near falls that they were, you know, committing to. This was really good stuff. A lot of good stuff in this match. I feel like it should have gone on last. Uh, it was the main event in my heart. But, you know, who am I?
0: Um, I w- it was definitely the one I was looking forward to the most, you know, it it was definitely the match, and I was like, oh, shit, and this one came together, like, in the middle of the week, this week, too, so it was one, just a couple of days ago, yeah, you got it, so that was one that wasn't necessarily supposed to happen, but, you know, in wrestling, supposed to doesn't mean anything, so, you know, you got it, and this, you know, it changed for not necessarily the better, I I don't know, we don't know what the other show would have been like, but this one was fucking awesome, so, yeah. Uh, well, John, do you have any other things you want to talk about as far as the action in the match? Because um, yeah. we got a lot to talk about towards the finish. But uh, tell me what else you got. So there's another
4: spot where, you know, I said earlier how has got a beer from somebody. He uh, later, you know, took a couple swigs, gave it to somebody in the audience. Well, at one point, Matthew Justice makes his way over to that fan who had the beer, and he snatches it from their hand. And he winds up and just clocks Mance with it, and beer goes everywhere. And we're like, oh, sweet, we're out of the line of fire that. We don't have to worry about it. He's going the other way. And, nope, Matthew just is like, I'm going to do it again. He comes by and smacks it in the face again with the beer, and more beer goes spraying everywhere. So then everybody keeps slipping on the beer. <laughs> Even uh, Sean was the ref in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, at one point he slips on the beer trying to get in the ring. Sean's going to be sore tomorrow, I think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I think he got hit with a chair in this match, too, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> it was hardcore rules.
0: Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do?
4: You Anything know? goes.
0: All he can do is go, come on, guys, come on. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all he can do. Yeah, so two, super close. You know, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Well, uh, tell us what the finish of the match was, and then we'll have to talk about the shenanigans that happened
4: right after the match. Uh, the finish was where I find it. Uh, Mance won with a big old lariat onto the door mm-hmm. to get the free count. Yeah, it, they had a
0: really close near fall right before that, which it didn't kill the finish necessarily, but like because that, that near fall that everybody bid on was right before the finish, it was like the pop was huge, and then as it died down, that lariat happened. Right, and I think people thought that was going to be a near fall as well. But that was the finish. Uh, Mance Warner retains, right? Yep. But that's not where the action ended, right? Because no. he grabbed the microphone and started talking. Dramatic pause, <laughs> dramatic pose. He did it. It's you know, he
3: was showing Matthew Justice, uh, Matt Justice, I mean, some uh, respect, respect. Mm-hmm. And then
4: we had an interruption. That's right. Tell us what happened, John. Uh, let's see. Dale Patrick immediately runs in. And they announce that he is invoking the 24-hour rule for the Hardcore Championship. And he um, starts beating up on Mance. Matthew Justice comes back in to try and stop him. Um, I believe he had a chair, right? He was going to hit him. Yes. Uh, he tried to...
0: Either that or he, armed, he gave Mance a chair so that Mance was armed. And then he went to kick... Dale Patrick's. Dale Patrick's bailed, and so he ended up kicking Mance, hit, kicking the chair that Mance was holding, which went right into Mance's head, you know, yeah. which, by the way, we saw the evidence of that after the show, so yes. uh, Mance had a little goose egg on his head there, yep. uh, but not the first one, won't be the last, you know, but uh,
4: but then what happened, John? Uh, Dale Patrick hit a pile driver on the door, it was good for a one, two, three, and a new Unsanctioned Pro hardcore champion. Yeah. Now, I had assumed that this was the
0: first of many title changes tonight. However, they didn't go crazy with that, which um, I appreciate that, you know. Um, Too many title changes can kind of demean a title a little bit, although, you know, uh, we did have title changes that happen outside of Unsanctioned Pro with the title, which is, is great. You know, which because how,
4: that's how Mance Warner ended up. With the you primary.
0: got it exactly. So uh, you know, I, I liked it. I liked the the you know, and Dale Patrick got all kinds of heat from one side of the crowd, and then the other side of the crowd was cheering the shit out of him. You know, which was guys. really fun, man. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, well,
4: <laughs> what happened after that? Uh, but with I also need to note that with Mance winning the match, it was also a first round. Tournament, thank match. You. yes, for so the heavyweight title. So, Vance advances into the next round, oh, that's true. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I would
0: not have caught that if you hadn't mentioned that. Thank you, yeah. So, uh, so that means he's still in title contention and you know that that Unsexy pro 24 hour championship. I mean, who knows? They may have passed that thing back and forth six times while we're driving home, who knows? You know, yeah, but uh, um, getting
4: Lady City up in that fucking line. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa, John. <laughs> So uh, the next match was the final match in the first round tournament. uh, And it pitted Trey Lamar versus
0: Hot Fire Myron Reed. That's right. And uh, these two guys, you know, you've already heard from Trey Lamar and and him talk a little bit about how this match came together and stuff like that. Um, Pretty great. Both these guys are very similar. They're about the same height. You know, they even were wearing, like, the same gear, pretty much, you know? So that's
3: the uh, initial backstory, like, the underlining story is that a lot of people, you know, not because they're black, uh, get Trey Lamar and Myra mixed up because they're so similar. They're, like, basic
0: mirror images of each other. They wrestle very similar as well, very you know? True. So, kind of like a high-flying junior heavyweight style, right? Um, yeah, but not know. this match in particular. No, no, um. Well, tell me, what do you what, how would you describe this one? Then?
3: This match definitely was something that wasn't like anything that they usually do. Like it was uh, like moments where you know it was brief, like little shines of Myron and Trey flying around and doing that. But it was mostly like a grounded sort of match. So there was a lot
0: of wrestling and you know a lot of just like mind games to Mind games. games. You know uh, when I first saw Trey Miguel, or excuse me, not Trey Miguel, sorry. Myron Reed is who I was trying to say. When I first saw Myron Reed, like, two years ago or whatever, um, he did some of the high-flying stuff, and he was always good at that. Uh, His striking was not good, you know, and I was, you know, I haven't seen him a lot. And, like, his match with uh, Kobe Durst last time and this one, he has come so far as a wrestler, and, I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with how great he's become. He's tremendous. And these two guys... You know, Trey Lamar was in that lucha match from the last show that was like, that fucking blew the roof off that place, you know. So, I mean, and we you know, we talked about that with him a little bit before the show, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so he's a guy that's over in Unsection Pro because of that. So yeah. both these guys are, are over, and, uh, you know, they did they did do some flippy floppies, though. Um we, we got to see Myron's uh, humongous tope. Cut here! Over the ring post to the outside, you know, which is an insane move that you don't get to see him do everywhere.
3: Which is funny because, like, initially when like he's gearing up for it, and you can tell when he's gonna do it, like the crowd's just like, oh, "What are we What's gonna happen?" And then they're like, "It's like, yo, move the fuck out of the way." The seas way.
0: parted. Yeah. Yes, like I, he's in the air, so it was like,
3: <laughs> but it, it was it was a good match. I appreciate I appreciated the fact of this match that they didn't go to their stereotype stereotypical styles and they kept it very ground oriented and you know made use of telling a story and painting a picture that these two are similar but they're not like the. What, what's the saying? Uh, Anything you can do
0: I can do better. No right? not that one the book no? one the book one the don't book? judge a book by its cover. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um Well they also did you know, the anything I can do, you can do better type thing. I mean, whatever, yeah, they
3: did know. that, but it was like spurts of it. Like, well,
0: they started the match off that way, and then they got into what you were talking about, right? So, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Meyer came out doing some dance, which I can only assume is from Fortnite or something, but I'm sure I'm wrong, you know. but uh, And it was this goofy dance he was doing. And so, you know, then like they would have an exchange and Trey Lamar would get the better of him and then he would make fun of the dance, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, There's some good
4: exchanges as far as that goes. Uh, John, what'd you think? So this is one of the matches I was looking forward to, Um, just based off last time we were here. I thought both of those two really shined in their matches, like their own individual matches they were in. So I was looking forward to seeing them, you know, kind of go against each other, as we said, because they have similar Backgrounds, um, they didn't disappoint.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I liked that Trey Lamar kind of played the heel in this match because um, I thought they were both cocky. but I think he was more cocky of like, "Yo, I think your name is probably known a little bit better than mine, but I'm just as good as you, and these people need to know that I'm just as good as you." Um, at least just from my, you know, two times seeing it, that's kind of the. story I had in my head for this match. Almost like he was
0: using Myron as a stepping stone to get to the next level type of thing, right? In the words of Shawn Michaels,
4: better step hard. There you go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought there was a cool spot. I don't remember exactly how it ended, but I know that Trey had threw Myron into the ropes and jumped over him. And as Myron was coming back from like behind Trey, he did another leapfrog over and then, oh, I think he hit it with like a big dropkick. Are you actually... talking about the finish? No no, oh, okay. no, no,
0: okay, um, it was like mid match. But... I think you're talking about the Sonata spot, yes. which is uh, you know, two leapfrogs and then a dropkick, uh, yeah. which is tremendous, you know, one that... leapfrog going forward and then mm-hmm. a no look. You got it, yeah, uh, that's an awesome spot, man. I love that every time. Uh, yeah, Trey Lamar hit that, that was fucking awesome. I also loved, and I I don't necessarily want to move on to the finish, but I want to talk about it, uh, is that, I guess I do want to move on to it, but, uh, is that, uh, Trey Lamar did a good job of using Myron's moves against him, like, I know what you're going to do, type of thing, you know, shitty announcers would call it well scouted, you know, which I don't even think is proper English, but, um, you know, to me, it's like something where, He's watched a lot of uh, Myron's matches, and he knew what studied was coming. The tape. Yes, he has. He has studied his tape, and he knew what was coming. So when the finish came, you know Myron's been doing this insane move, and I don't even know what to call it. But basically, he sets a guy up like he's going to do a um, monkey flip, but then they roll the other way, right? Uh, Myron jumps up to the guy's shoulders. And then that's when he hits his finisher usually. Uh, it used to be a Poison Rana out of that, but I can't remember what he's doing now. But as soon as he did that, he flipped over, did like kind of a sunset flip. We had a very, very brief Aloha Trey Lamar, and Trey Lamar just went straight down on him and pinned him, right? That is the ye old British Bulldog Red know. Heart Spot. That is,
4: like, it is, yeah, it right? is, that's my favorite, man. I don't think great. anyone was expecting it either. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, was, it was a nice finish. It was a great finish, and it, it, it,
0: like you know, as you were saying, Lexus Montez, it it uh, was just another sentence in the story they were writing. You know what I mean? It didn't it didn't come out of nowhere in the respect that it didn't make sense within the the context of the match. It made a lot of sense. You know, it was really good. So uh, that was a tremendous match. I really, you know, I hope that you know Myron comes back. You know, I sure would like to see him more at Unsticking Pro because we don't get to see him very often anymore. But uh, at the same time, I'm really happy that Trey Lamar executed his game plan, you know? I mean, that's that's just tremendous wrestling right there. So, good stuff from both these guys. Uh, congratulations on a great match. Uh, what happened after that, John? Uh, after that, we moved on to our main event. Oh, it was the main event? Really? Yeah. Holy yeah. yeah. shit, man. Okay. Well, after that, it was your main event. Event of the evening in Lexus Montez. The main
3: event was what? The main excuse me. The main event was for the uh, hardcore championship that was just recently won by mm-hmm. I forgot the gentleman's name. Dale it Patrick's. Patrick's. Dale Patrick's. Sorry. And it was basically consisted in a four way hardcore
4: match. And, hold on. Sorry. You're all right, John. You wanna fill in a little bit? Yeah. It was what we eventually learned later. An elimination match. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, Um, by Cody uh, Reese. Rice. Cody Rice, Casanova Valentine,
0: uh, G raver and the champion Dale Patrick. That's right. Dale Patrick, yeah. So, um, now, most of the people in this match were scary looking, right? You know, I mean, other than Cody Rice, I mean, he's just a teddy bear. You know, I I got a boner as soon as he came out. It's just what happens. It's a Husky and Heartthrob. It's involuntary, you know? I mean, don't judge me. So, and, uh, you know, like you said, and we had a built-in storyline in this match, which was the hipster heartthrob, Casanova Valentine, you know, versus Cody Rice, the uh, husky heartthrob. So that that was a built-in story. Now, John, you've never seen G. Raver before, right? And, I, yeah, I haven't seen him or the (laughs) Cody Rice guy. So, well, tell me, what was your reaction to G. Raver? And, um, you know, if you came upon him like in a dark alley how how would you react i'd probably shit my pants (laughs) that's
4: what i do tremendous uh so (laughs) you were clapping as he was coming out and i like leaned over to you i'm like i don't think i can clap for him he looks too satanic (laughs) wow Uh, (laughs) because he has like this like baby doll mask that like the top half is the baby doll face when it's like covered in blood and then there's like broken jaw with like teeth hanging from it. I'm you like who would be a great valet <laughs> for g Rayburn? Nikki Death? Elizabeth. Oh
0: yeah. 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 Which is a NWF wrestler. Yes. So uh, you know, look in the Northern Wrestling Federation, there's a tremendous uh They would do female...
2: very well. Here.
0: Yeah, there's a tremendous female wrestler down there named Elizabeth and she's uh, she's doing a good job, so yeah. She's got that same kind of look. They're both from a horror movie, right? I yeah. mean, like yeah, like I mean, a scary one, you know? Up,
4: like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not that one, John. Not that one. Well, G Raver could easily be from that. No, he's like in Sinister. Have you seen that? That's a good one. In what movie? Sinister? Yeah, I've seen He could be in Sinister. Okay. Yeah. Either way, they're real spooky looking, and I would not want to cross them. It's true. Um, but meanwhile, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you had Cody Rice. Mm-hmm. Who had a like a whopper on the back of his trunks? (laughs) Well, you know, whopper's a trademarked
0: uh, uh, thing. It was actually a cheeseburger, so which they were selling at the merch at the. uh, They sold out. Yeah, I know. Sorry, buddy. I didn't get one. I know you only got fries. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and then, you know, obviously, Casanova Valentine, he's like a... He looks like a bouncer at a club. That's what he looks like, you know? Uh, he's also a scary dude, but in the way that, like, if you saw him at a bar and he was eyeing you, you may just leave. You might just be like, no, oh, this bar's not for me. I'm out of here. And he follow you? And then Dale Patricks is, you know, pro wrestling's jackass. Now,
4: you had an interesting theory about Dale Patricks. Uh, tell me about this, John. So again this is uh, with the unsanctioned guys I'm not super familiar with a lot of them so this is my second time seeing him last month last time he was dressed as the Sandman this time it looked like he was dressed like Kevin Owens and so my thought was is this guy is this guy just is his gimmick stealing other wrestlers attire (laughs) like is that his thing some
3: wrestlers steal moves
4: I steal their attire (laughs) yeah (laughs) And the other thing I noticed about Dale Patricks is he has white boy rhythm, and by that I mean he has no rhythm. Aww. He was trying to dance to a song, and he just could not stay on beat. Well. I um, felt bad. Don't don't need rhythm
0: to be pro wrestling's jackass, so, you know, uh, I have rhythm. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. Catch me outside. Wow, I don't, uh, John, I don't, don't know if that means, but... Yeah, uh, John. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was born with a pretty good sense of rhythm, and then I developed it to an even
4: better one. So, you know, know. Sounds like me and Andy are going to have a dance-off after yeah, this show. Like that, you know, so, all
0: right, well, uh, let's talk about the match a little bit. It was a hardcore match, as you said, uh, for the hardcore title, and there was hardcore spots going hard. John, tell me a little bit about some of the hardcore spots and the things you remember from it, and, uh, you know, that's kind of a rat, right? So,
4: before the match started, the... Uh, the security set up doors in every corner. So there was a wholesale on doors at Lowe's, and so the doors came in immediately. I think this is the spot you're thinking of, because I want to say... G. Raver
0: took it, yes. Yeah, yes. G. Raver immediately
4: went through a door.
0: And on his dome, you know. Yeah. And these doors are not fire rated. So if they are, they're fire rated for 30 seconds. So just right. like these, you know. these immediately catch flames. <laughs> no, they didn't catch on fire tonight. Just no. saying. You know, which by the way, I miss fire and wrestling. You know, you can see it there. You used to see it every once in a while. Now you only can see it ever. But stupid fire marshals and their stupid rules. Uh, but uh, yeah, that you know, G Raver, another guy that's very flexible and took some crazy moves. Uh, there was some. There was an entire section of this match that happened on the apron, which was just insane. You know, uh, which uh, ended with Casanova Valentine like bleeding from the back of his head—I think yeah, we're no, not
4: really sure. I don't you know how he was.
0: Going we through. couldn't tell. You know, it's really hard to tell. But there was, there was certainly some red fluid. Just don't it, know how he the got the red. It was a red like WCW or yeah. whatever they used to call it. Oh my
4: god! And they put the red on him. But <laughs> um, <laughs> One spot that I did? Well, I guess there's two spots. I think Dale Patrick did both of them. Um, I think he hit. I think it was Castle of Valentine. He hit him with a pedigree. On the apron. Okay. I think he said something like, what did he say before he hit that? I can't remember, man.
0: It was
3: like, say hello to Paul or something like that. And
0: I, there was so much that went on tonight. That's why I
4: love you guys. You're, you're helping me because I don't then, remember this shit. Uh, after Castle of Valentine went down, uh, G. Raver came up and tried to take out Dale Patrick, but instead was greeted with a like single arm pile driver to the apron yeah that was a crazy move huh because dale patricks had his arms wrapped
0: up in the ropes like his yeah. right arm and then his left arm he used the pile drive g-ravers crazy. yeah see so, um uh, so that was, was a cool spot that was insane um you know there was a bunch of dives too obviously the one that would be the kind of most crazy is when cody rice finally got his dive in it built up too you know, it yeah. took him a while. He tried it a few times. Like, I think the first time he tried it, he got super kicked by Dale Patricks. Mm-hmm. And then I think he tried it again later. But he finally got it on everybody. And that was just, it, I mean, he's a big man. You know, he's a big, sexy man. You know, and he went flying through the air with the greatest of ease. Um, his teeth were like chiclets, and he was moving and grooving. So, uh, you know, it was tremendous. Yeah, I think he ended up in the second row. Pretty much. Yeah, which, which of that time. some lucky lady in that crowd. You know, that he dove on. I mean, we could all be that lucky one day. So, Uh, you know. But but uh, the action
4: eventually got back into the center of the ring where Dale Patrick, um, I I feel like he was kind of the star of this match personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was this really awkward moment where he, uh, I think it started with G. Raver. He got him in and was getting ready to do the pump handle slam. And he said, this one's for you, road dog. And he starts humping him. That was awesome. Like, doggy style. And then hits him with the pump handle slam. And then Casanova gets in, and he does the same thing. Says, and I'm like, yo. He said, you want to see me fuck him too? That's and what he I'm said. like <laughs> Aggressive. No consent. Um, but go for it. So he hits him with the pump handle. And then he gets Cody Rice and starts doing it to him. But Cody's like, I like this. Yeah. And starts to, like, do some little... uh hip thrusty. Starts doing the
0: the ravishing
4: Rick Rude spot, you know? Uh, Which uh, freaked out <laughs> Dale Patrick, but did make sense because he just tried to bang two other dudes, and now when one's like being a live suspect, like live uh, specimen, he's like, nope, I'm out. I only, so to I only do the unwilling. So.
0: Well, plus, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Plus, I mean, I saw Dale Patrick's wrestle a, an entire, like, 18-20 minute match with his ass at once so I mean like I mean you know you would think he'd be a little more comfortable with stuff like this but uh, especially if he's the one that and, you know he initiated all this you know but I don't know Cody Rice once again so sexy of a man you know he just makes people uncomfortable and and I understand it was, it was really difficult to talk to him I kept my eyes kept drifting while I was talking to yeah. him, you know, during the interview, and I apologize to Cody Rice for that, that you know, it's disrespectful of me, but, you know, again, give me a break, you know, so, uh, anyway, well, uh, so, this was, a, was this an elimination? This was an yes, elimination as well. Which
4: so we didn't know, we just thought it was like a one fall. Right, so. One fall! When, I believe, Dale Patrick, or no, Casanova Valentine, I think, eliminated Cody Rice. Rice. First. I'm drunk again. Um, well, Cody I've been Rice. drunk, bro. I, I didn't write down, uh, or I didn't... eliminate it. We just
0: sort of wrote order. Yeah, I just took down the order of the elimination, so I didn't put like who eliminated who. But uh, yeah, Cody Rice was the first one eliminated. You know, Kraus pissed about that, you know? Yeah. bummed. But uh, yeah, then uh, who was the next one
4: eliminated, John? The next one was uh, G. Ravers was eliminated, but before he was eliminated... He reached into his little, uh, I don't know, like, apron and pulled out some object, which I didn't know what it was, and uh, proceeded to just punch it into Casanova Valentine's forehead. And next thing we know, like, Valentine, uh, like, turns around and there's all these, like, needles just bouncing around off his forehead. Tattoo needles. Yeah, they
0: did the Masada spot with tattoo needles, you know? that's <laughs> awesome. Uh Yeah, that was crazy shit. So, yeah, he got eliminated. And then who was eliminated next and therefore makes us a winner, right? Uh,
4: yeah, so Dale Patrick piles uh, a bunch of the broken doors and chairs together. And he's going to uh, set up a superplex off the top rope on the Valentine. Well, Valentine reverses it into, I think it was a chokeslam bomb? I believe. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I want to say it was a choke slam bomb. I could be wrong. Choke bomb? Uh, yeah. So he hits it with a choke bomb and gets the one, two, three. And is the new Unsanctioned Pro hardcore champion. I believe he's the first two-time <laughs> hardcore champion. Yeah, that's true. John, you should be the uh, official
0: statistician of Unsanctioned Pro. Statistician. So yeah.
4: technically, he is the first two-time, but I believe he is the technically sixth person to hold the title, but fifth technically. You know, I was
0: noticing when I was watching Wrestle Kingdom, they actually put the number next to the championship. uh, You know, as you know which number they are. I think that's pretty cool. That's something you can kind of work a. You know, you can work stories around stuff like that, right? If
3: you uh, excuse me, if you pay attention during the
0: uh, IWGP Heavyweight Ceremony before the match, they give you a list of all the. They show show them all. It's fucking great man I love that well uh, you know what else I love is unsanctioned pro Uh, gosh this was an amazing show I kind of want to give a little spiel here but uh, Alexis Montez tell me what was your experience like working this show Um, what's it like to be a part of a cool indie man
3: hey man I'm gonna sound redundant as hell but it was fun as hell and I I enjoyed it man I want to come back um, at the next show if you guys are willing to have me Um, just was a good time all right awesome
4: John what would you think buddy I like it up here. I, I was nervous about the drive because it's nearly two hours away from us and so that tends to like kind of take up a lot of space in the day, but it was totally worth it. I, I don't know why I was nervous about this after the last show being so like stellar. Um, it, it is worth the two hour drive in my opinion to come see these shows. Yeah, there were people that came from, you know,
0: we had Lawyer Gary coming from the Kentucky Anna area. You know, there's people coming from three, four hours away. Uh, some guy caught a bus across from California, I heard. What? Yeah. He caught a bus all the way across the country to come see the show. So, so I mean. He's talking to murder charge. Really. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, there was, you know, people traveling from all over. And, you know, uh, we have a few places that the Road Home From Wrestling can call home, all right? And uh, not to get too sappy on you guys, which I already did early in the show, but, um, you know, Northern Wrestling Federation's a place like that for us. Primetime Wrestling's a place like that for us. Rockstar Pro, most of the time, is a place like that for us. And now, Unsanctioned Pro is a place like that for us. Um, you know, I, I can't express to, you know, in words how happy this show made me feel. You know, um, and and just all the people putting in all the work. I mean, the tremendous matches we got to see uh, sitting next to people that, you know, that I didn't know a couple years ago that now I call friends because of this amazing thing that we all love called pro wrestling. You know, and uh, there's this guy that I know. um, He's the father of one of our, our favorite wrestlers down in Kentucky. His name's Mark. And uh, that's not a joke. That's really his name. But he he said something to me once that sounds simple, but I find it to be very prof- profound. Especially after an experience like this, he said he said uh, you know when pro wrestling's done right, there's nothing like it, you know. And I I gotta agree with him. Tonight, Unsanctioned Pro did it right, and there's nothing like that. And there's nothing that can compare to that feeling. There's nothing that you can do. That you know it is going to give you that same feeling. I don't know how else to put it. It's tremendous, and I got to thank again everybody involved. Derek, thank you so much for having us up. Uh, you know, allowing us to be a part, uh, just a little tiny part of this this uh, thing. Uh, you know, called on sanction pro, and I can't wait for uh, a dime a dozen, which will be you know on February or excuse me, uh, uh, April twenty seventh, and uh, you know we'll be promoting the shit out of that show as well because I want everybody to come to these shows because I mean. You're missing out if you didn't make it, and you should be kicking yourself if you didn't come. So, uh, anyway, well, Alexis Montez, where can we find you on the old tweeters and the inner tubes and all that? Hey, man, you can find me on the – Whoa, whoa, whoa! actually, before we actually sign off and oh, okay. do our, yeah. our handles
3: and yeah. shit, whatnot, if you are paying attention to my feed of social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, You got to know something real important, guys. 2019 is going to be a big year for your boy. You know why? You know why? I know why. Why? Because I got a fucking picture with Christina. I don't love that.
0: Well, her name is Gucci Chanel, right? Uh, uh Uh-huh. All right, sure, whatever. But uh, I got
3: a picture with homegirl. You know what that means. Bookings are going up. Booking fees are going up, homeboy. So tell your promoters to holler at young uh, Gucci Chanel, whatever her name is. Tell her to to come through for your boy because I'm coming to your town, baby. I'm coming to your town because young Gucci Chanel, a.k.a. I don't love that, a.k.a. Christina, is out here fucking helping your boy out with bookings. So you know what? I'm out here. I'm getting this money. I'm making moves. Suck my dick. And we out here. Right. All right. Find me on Twitter, bitch. At, oh yeah, my sorry, bad. Stop oh, yelling! Thank you. All right, fine. Right. Find me on Twitter, at superlex17, and on Instagram. <laughs> okay. at All right, you just
2: can't yell. Let's no, get, you
3: know, no, you won't let me do my shit. I gotta get my shit in. You're not letting me get my shit in. Go ahead, John. Get your shit in, but say really quiet.
4: I'm gonna do it at a reasonable. No, job.
3: no, do it really small so everybody can know that you're a bitch. So go ahead, go do it.
4: Uh huh. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jhat 5 and if you like movies, I'm going to eventually be having this up uh, at Field of Reviews. I'll be doing reviews on there. Outstanding. Movie reviews, right? Movie reviews. Okay. And, and books. books.
0: And books. All right. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, John is a uh, you know journalist-type uh, dude, and so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, well, uh, Alexis Montez, you can follow him on Twitter at SuperLexus17. I don't know if you could hear that. I just, you know, we got some new recording stuff, and we can't yell anymore. So... Uh, but uh, but anyway you can follow our show at the Road Home FW and you follow me at DrusaferTweets. Uh you know, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you to this unsanctioned pro. To the bug.
2: Yeah. I told you what to, do to the last night. Left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but I should have never done stand. Wake me up before you go,
1: go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo Wake me up before you go, go.